This podcast is brought to you by YearToSuccess.com, a free online course on success. Enroll at YearToSuccess.com. Welcome to the Toastmasters Podcast, the official podcast of Toastmasters International. Hello, everybody. This is Greg Gazin, and we have an exciting guest here today, Bob Idea Manhui. He's been a Toastmaster for 28 years, and he's been enlightening audiences around the world for more than 25 years. He joined Toastmasters back in April of 1991 and went pro four years later. He travels the world sharing his ideas and challenging people to live life as an adventure. As Bob says, have mouth, will travel. Bob is a past District 21 governor at the time, British Columbia, Canada. He currently serves as one of Region 4's two advisors, working to equip and motivate our district leaders and their teams to grow and succeed. He's also a prolific author of close to 30 books in various formats that support his ideas at work. From his home in District 99, just north of Edmonton, Alberta, Bob Huey, welcome to the program. Thanks, Greg. Glad to be with you. It's my pleasure and my honor. Of course, one of the things I didn't mention in your introduction that you are, in fact, an accredited speaker. Yes, I am. You achieved that in 1998, and you're number 48 of only 81 in the world. Yeah, amazing how that goes, eh? <laughs> we have done podcasts on the accredited speaker, and we're going to put those. We're going to put some links for you in the show notes. But Bob, for those who may be tuning in for the first time, in brief, what is an accredited speaker? Well, Toastmasters, in their wisdom, realized that we're uh, some of our members who wanted to be professional speakers and created the. Uh, accredited speaker program back in 1981, and they've been evolving it ever since for those of us who want to test ourselves and see if we are, in fact, good enough to be a pro. Uh, and as you mentioned, there's 81 of us so far uh, since 1981 that have made the cut. Excellent. Typically, we interview the newly minted accredited speakers, but of course, when you achieved your accredited speaker designation back in 1998, uh, podcasting, I don't even think was a word. <laughs> I didn't hear about it until many, many years later. <laughs> Actually, the internet was just barely starting to, to be a thing at that point. But we also realized that you were also interviewed in the January Toastmaster magazine, January of 2018. And you have some really interesting stories to tell, and you're fairly involved with the accredited speaker program. Perhaps you could just share with us, just tell us a little bit about your journey, why you went for it, how you got there. Well, Greg, when I came to Toastmasters back in, in April of 1991, uh, I had a dream of becoming a professional speaker and traveling the world, inspiring people, you know, those kinds of things. But I had no idea how to make that happen. And a friend of mine, John Noonan, who I found out later was the immediate past international president and an accredited speaker, uh, told me about Toastmasters. And I went to Toastmasters of today in, in Vancouver and uh, walked into what became my Toastmaster journey. It took me a few years to get where I wanted to go. Uh, a friend of mine, Margaret Hope, decided she wanted to uh, take a shot at the accredited speaker. We put together a success team. There were seven of us that met uh, for 18 months and got together every month and worked on the program, worked on speeches, evaluated uh, each other without fluff. Uh, along the way, I met people like Cheryl Rausch, who uh, was nice enough to let me actually come down to Bellingham and watch her work one day to see what a professional trainer actually did. And uh, as you said, 
uh, away it went. I took my shot, and eventually I got it. So unlike many of us who walked into our first meeting shaking at the knees, maybe wanting to beeline for the door before the meeting was ending, you came to Toastmasters with already an idea of where you wanted to go. That's, that's phenomenal. Well, I had the idea, but I didn't have the – well, the, my courage basically was in coming to visit the club. I mean, John was very nice when he suggested to me, because I asked him, I said, John, I see you have the NSA logo on your business card, which is the National Speakers Association. And he looked at me and said, Bob, have you ever heard of Toastmasters? And I had to admit I hadn't. And he said, uh, we have clubs all over the lower mainland. and We meet on a weekly basis. You get a chance to actually practice your presentations. And in your case, I'd suggest that be a great idea before you uh, t- try to turn pro, which is a nice way of saying – Eh, you need a lot of help, Bob, but Toastmasters can help you. Lower Mainland, you're referring to Vancouver, right? Vancouver, yes. Yeah, that's where I lived. I lived in New Westminster, British Columbia in those days. Now, do you remember that day? I mean, some of us can't remember what we had for breakfast, but I'm just wondering if you can remember what happened that day where you walked across that stage or when you got up on that stage, I should say. Well, I can I can remember it as though it was yesterday, although it's uh, quite a few years back, 20 years, in fact. I still remember being really concerned, more so because I had taken two shots at it. I had spoken in uh, San Diego and again in St. Louis, and in both cases, I did not get my accredited speaker. This was my third shot. You're allowed three three shots at it before you have to start all over again. But the difference being, and I, looking back now over 20 years, I think the difference being is when I first started, and back in the old days, you didn't actually have to be a professional speaker to to go for the accredited. Now you actually do. When I first started, I wanted to be a professional. By the time I got to Palm Desert, I was already a mem- professional member of NSA, as well as we were starting CAPS here in Canada. So I already had a- achieved that goal of becoming a professional speaker. So it really it took the pressure off. It was kind of like, if I get it, great. If I don't get it, I'm still booked. CAPS refers to the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. Yes, I was one of the uh, charter members of that. Do you remember what you spoke about? Actually, I do. I did a I did a program on uh, productivity and using your time wisely. Excellent, and that's of course still relevant today. It still is. I still talk about it today. Now, again, the accredited speaker program has been around f- since 1981. Maybe, perhaps, enlighten us. How have things changed? How are things different compared to then? Well, actually, quite a few things have changed. I mean, one of the things that changed is 2013, 14, I think it was 14, the uh, international board uh, made some changes, major changes to the program that you now have to do 15 paid engagements out of the 25 outside of Toastmasters before you can even apply. What that did is it started bringing people who were already in the business of speaking, at least marginally, which brought us a better better level of candidate. The other, th- the other thing that's happened since we started is we put together uh, Toastmasters website. Uh, it was an accreditedspeakers.com that was approved by Toastmasters with resources and information uh, in addition to what is now on the Toastmasters site. And one of the key things that's there is there are a number of us that are willing to act as mentors for people wanting to follow in our footsteps, which is, I think, why we're seeing, again, a a lot better results each year as more and more people uh, successfully challenge 
the accredited speaker and walk on stage to get it. Yeah. So that might explain why we're hearing more about the accredited speaker designation. I know there are a number of people who are not familiar with it. And in fact, I looked back through previous years. Started in 1981, there were only 81. 14 of those are in the last three years. And after you achieved yours in 1998, there are actually five years where there were no accredited speakers awarded that year. Exactly. And that, that's what I was referring to is uh, once, once TI made the changes that upped the game of those who applied and the other aspect of those who was willing to start mentoring and guiding people so that they had a better understanding of what the judges were looking for, uh, what TI was looking for, we started getting some better results. Because yeah, it seems it was there, but it was almost like the kind of thing where no one really knew about. Well, and I think the other aspect of it too, when it first started, it was very, it wasn't as clear as it needed to be, but uh, it was for those who uh, uh, would be speaking, for, and I used to phrase it, for presentations for which you may get paid. Now it's specifically 15 of the 25 have to be paid. And I think what happened initially, a lot of people looked at it and went, oh, another Toastmaster thing. You know, when you got a DTM, it's like, for example, when we had the, we invented the advanced gold. There were a whole bunch of us going, oh, goody, something new. You know, in fact, I got number 18 in the world just because we were queued up as of July 1st that year when the that particular designation became official. And I think that's what happened with the accredited speaker initially is a lot of people looked at it as, oh, it's something else to get in Toastmasters instead of this is a progression to becoming a professional speaker, somebody who is paid to present uh, and does so on a, on a highly – uh, competitive and high quality level. But I think it's been more than just the fact that the requirements have changed. To me, it seems like I'm seeing it more places. I'm, I'm reading about it in the magazine. We got more people talking about it. What are, what are some of the things that are happening to create that awareness? Because I think trying to achieve, I mean, it's really something to look forward to really. Well, I, th I think what has been happening over the years, I, and, and you, were, you and I were talking about this earlier, uh, when Dan Rex became our, officially became our CEO or executive director, uh, Cheryl Roush and I were in Calgary. Both of us were speaking. I was keynoting. She was doing a, a breakout. We went for coffee with him and said, how can we help? You know, we're the, we're the professional voice of Toastmasters. Uh, please use this in any way that you can. It maybe took a little while, but I think TI started realizing that the accredited speakers really were a good advertisement for the program and what we do. And a lot of us are out there traveling to districts. We do district visits. We were out there working. We're talking about Toastmasters. And so they, they started getting behind it even more than they had in the past. For example, the podcast that you're doing has been happening for the last few years. Uh, the last few years, they've been doing write-ups on uh, some of our successful accredited speakers so the, to the point where we almost say to people, by the way, expect that you're going to get a call from TI saying, we want to interview for the magazine. And that that's making a big difference because now people are hearing about it. And I think what that's doing is it's catching people's attention who are actually qualified and who then investigate the program uh, they contact some of us, and we give them some feedback, we give them some hints, we give them some uh, some mentoring, and they apply. And a lot of them are getting through level twos, and a lot of them, uh, a lot of level ones rather, and then a lot of them are actually successful at level two and walk across that stage as one of our accredited speaker colleagues. Yeah, I think creating a lot more buzz is great. In fact, we're in the process of uh, getting ready to interview the six that 
were awarded in 2018 in Chicago. That's right. That should actually be pretty exciting as well. There were some amazing speeches in Chicago. I was there live just as I was the last couple of years. Uh, it's just amazing to see the quality of the presenting that, that's happening. I mean, just far better than way back when I went through. Yeah. I'm looking back to what I did back in 1998. Probably wouldn't pass now. Really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I was good then, but these guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd really have to up my game. Although I've been learning a little bit along the way, so I, I think probably I'd be able, be able to do okay. But For those of you who are not able to be in Chicago, you can catch the accredited speakers and, of course, just about all of the entire program at Toastmasters On Demand. Plus, you'll be hearing from the accredited speakers probably coming up in the next couple of months. In addition to all the promotion we're talking about, it also sounds like each of the accredited speakers themselves are, are also doing their homework. They're engaging a lot of the potential accredited speakers, just like the world champion of public speaking speakers or past winners are helping some of the district winners get to that international stage. You're also doing the same thing. Yes. And I, and again, I think, I think that is one of the things that's uh, really making a difference. And I just put four of the or five of the people who got it in uh, in Chicago have agreed to be mentors to teach other people what they just did. And they're on the AccreditedSpeakers.com website on the mentorship page. And that's that's getting better every year as, as each of them are starting to realize that not only did they make it because other people helped them, but they get a chance to play it forward by helping people who want to follow their footsteps. That's excellent. So you act as a mentor and as an accredited speaker, what else do you do? Well, I think one of the things we do in the mentorship thing is we we teach them really what's required in terms of speaking in front of a Toastmaster audience. You know, you've got an audience of anywhere from 500 or 1,000 people. In that audience, there are five judges who are looking at you specifically uh, with a question in mind. Are you good enough to be a pro? In other words, would I pay this person to speak? So we, we talk about that. We make sure that they have the judging forms. We do some mentoring. Uh, we've done webinars, you know, to explain the system. Some of, some of us, like my friend Cheryl, does programs about how to get your accredited speaker very often when she's speaking at districts, uh, as, as do I when I do that. Uh, I can't this year because I'm a region advisor. I, I have specific duties when I'm visiting, visiting my districts within Region 4. Uh, but in the past, I've done that as well because there are people who are interested. So we've, we've taken, the, taken the leadership of this to say, if this is a path you want to go, here's the way you get there. So for Toastmasters, an accredited speaker obviously shows someone's level of proficiency in becoming a professional speaker. It's also a great advertising and great awareness for Toastmasters. What does earning that designation do for them? Well, I think the biggest thing it does, like for me, what it did is it proved to me that I was good enough to be a pro. And I think they still do that now. When, when I got my advanced Toastmaster uh, designation, I got a sheet of paper and it said on the piece of paper, are you good enough to be a pro? I had that on my office wall for two years and I'd written over it in big black ink. Not yet, but I will be. I think that's one of the things you get is it, it's a it's a certification from Toastmasters. Uh, international who is themselves recognized as one of the leaders in in uh, public speaking that you're good that you're really good <laughs> the second thing that it does obviously the confidence that comes with that the other thing that happens is you have something now that you can market to say to your prospective clients you can trust me because I'm an accredited speaker I have been 
certified by Toastmasters International at a certain level uh, of designation and, and delivery. So that makes a big difference. And I think as a lot of us have been promoting it, because it's, it's, it's something that we can use to promote ourselves, that's getting the word out as well. And I think it's also starting to show the help that's uh, brought forward. It's in, in having spoken to a number of the accredited speakers in the past, many of them have credited yourself, Cheryl, and a number of others, other accredited speakers with helping them through, in fact, helping them get through, mm-hmm. right? Because they would be working with them and they would say, you know what, this is really good. However, it probably would not get you through to the next level. And even people like, even like Darren LaCroix, who had, who's been a speaker for many, many, many years said he got help. And regardless to your level of speaking proficiency, there's probably always help that you can get from someone who's been there before. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, you mentioned my friend, Darren LaCroix, who, who himself is a world champion, is also an accredited speaker. He asked a lot of us for help and ideas and suggestions, just as he did when he was going through the world championship. I think that's the aspect of this, is the people who really want to grow are willing to reach out and ask for help. And those who have been there are more than willing to, to reach back and say, let me share with you uh, what I think, what I've learned, what I, what I know, and let me help you be your best. That's fantastic. In a recent episode, we spoke with Ramona J. Smith. Of course, she's the 2018 world champion in public speaking. And when I asked her what's next for her, one of the things she wanted to do was become a little even better speaker. You know, want to learn more about the business of speaking. And of course, I boldly asked whether it would be okay to offer her some suggestions on the air. And I suggested that she look at the accredited speaker program. So to that end, I also mentioned that in our district, we've recently started a club called GoPro, and that particular club is specifically to help people either achieve their accredited speaker designation or become professional speakers. And of course, Bob, you are one of the club's mentors and of course, a very valuable member of the club as well. Is this something you're seeing as a regular thing? Is this something that you see evolving? I do. Actually, what's interesting is there's three clubs that I'm aware of that are specifically focused on the accredited speaker program. I know there's a number of them within Toastmasters that are focused on professional speaking, but uh, Keystone speakers in in Winnipeg, as we speak in the States, uh, both of whom had people who made it through level one and spoke in level two. Greg Wood in Winnipeg actually went on to become one of our 2018 accredited speakers. So uh, it's happening because people are interested and they're understanding that working together helps you get there. And that's one of the things uh, that we looked at when we set up GoPro speakers was if we're going to help people get to the accredited speaker, they need to be able to be professional speakers because of the qualification now of 15 out of 25 outside speeches must now be speeches for which you're paid. So that's what we're doing. We're actually working with the people, working with Toastmaster to teach them the business of speaking. And that's the difference. We're expecting that when you join the club, you're already a pretty proficient speaker. In fact, we'll challenge you to be that, but we will work with you on the business side of speaking, which is how do you market yourself? How do you get booked? How much do you charge? How do you follow up? How do you work with an audience? Those kinds of things so that you're more proficient, you build your career, uh, you get the referrals you need, which is again, part of the process uh, for the accredited speaker. You actually have to get five referrals from people you've spoken for and they'll, they'll be asked questions like, you know, would you hire the speaker again? That's, that's an interesting question. 
it's one thing to get the gig the one time, but when you ask somebody who's hired you, would you hire this person a second time? That's where you find out if you're any good or not. <laughs> I love it when I get repeat business, but uh, but you don't always, and that's that's a good thing. No, I think it's great that we have clubs that are specifically for this. Of course, I've been a member of my home club for over 16 years. I've also been a member of other clubs, and I was thrilled to to join this club. And in fact, what I love about it is that it gives you a bit of a renewal, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing, some of us are continuing. I mean, a lot of us are acting as mentors in our own club, but it's a little bit different. I mean, you can only go through the manual so many times. I mean, I'm pretty happy that Pathways is now here. So taking this new club experience that will help me become a better speaker or a more professional speaker, accredited speaker, and also help me work through the Pathways program, I can't think of that being anything other than positive. Yeah, me either. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to uh, now that now that I finished my uh, district visits as a as a region advisor. My commitment to my district teams out there was okay. When I get back, I will start on my pathways because <laughs> I got into it because we just rolled it out in in May, and then I was right in the middle of learning my role and then moving into July 1st when I officially took over as as you know the RA for my my districts. So that's my commitment. Now that I'm home, now I'm going to dig out my pathways and start. And the one I'm, I've chosen, which is interesting, I chose the presentation mastery because I figured, one, I can learn. I can always learn more. And two, I'd like to see if it really is as good as I hope it is, because then I can recommend it to people, for example, in GoPro speakers to say, if you haven't chosen a path already, this one will help get you where you want to go. And I figure I can lead by example of Uh, sort of going through it and seeing if it's really as good as I hope it is. I think it's a great way to help rejuvenate, especially those, again, who have been distinguished Toastmasters for a long time or have been in the program for a long time, and they're looking at ways of refreshing themselves. What I love is the fact that in our particular club, GoPro Speakers, we're hearing icebreakers from experienced speakers. What I love is the fact that they're sharing what they want to do in their journey, Mm -hmm. which I think is fantastic. And I had the opportunity to do my icebreaker as well. You know, that, and, and it was an interesting challenge for me to go back and say, okay, let's start at the beginning. Let me introduce myself to this audience. You know, it's not, not that I'm a stranger to people in 99, but to the people in this club, I want to lead by example. So I'm saying, okay, I'm going to do exactly what I'm challenging you to do. How did your evaluator fare on that one? Did uh, he or she find any suggestions for improvement? Actually, she did. And that's a good thing. <laughs> Even if you've been doing this for a long time, you can learn. I mean, that's that's the point. And the other thing, too, as a, as a speaker who's been doing this for, well, quite a few years, sometimes we get lazy. And I think that's where Toastmasters is, is such a gift for even those of us who have been doing it for professionally for a long time. The gift being other people listen to you and say, okay, here's what I heard. And here's what I think would make it better. Because sometimes we, we don't hear ourselves. We don't, don't always listen. I mean, I do occasionally. I, I get something where somebody videotapes or, or something like that. So I get a chance to look at it and go, oh, that's what I sound like. Oops. <laughs> that's what you look like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't worry about the look so much. That's as good as it's going to get. That's why I put video on my, on my professional website. Because if you don't like the person on the video, don't hire me because that's who's showing up. <laughs> Yes, my evaluator was uh, very upfront and honest. <laughs> well, and that isn't that what we really want. Oh, absolutely. For example, when Margaret Hope started the 
the success team to go for the accredited speaker. That was one of the commitments we made, the seven of us made, is we no fluff. We would be brutally honest. We'd be supportive, but we'd be honest. And I, I've told this story uh, all over the world now, but uh, Judy Johnson, who was one of the ladies on that, on that team, I gave a speech and she said to me, she was my evaluator, she was giving me feedback. And she said, Bob, that was a good speech overall. Let me, let me suggest something that would make it better for you. And I went, okay, what? And she said, take the beginning, move it closer to the end. And usually the audience laughs at this. It's a nice way of saying what, what was in the middle wasn't so good, Bob. Oh, I see. Okay. And, you know, that's the whole point. It's like a good start, good ending, but in between, you know, and then she went into detail in terms of why, you know, the middle didn't work for her. But it's it's usually funnier when I say in between sucked and people laugh when I say that. That sounds good. Well, Bob, this has been absolutely fantastic. I'm going to ask you to leave us with two things. One, how can people find out more about the accredited speaker program? And also, how can they find you if they want to get a hold of you? All right. If you want to hear more about the accredited speaker program, you can obviously check out Toastmasters.org. There's stuff on there. But better yet, we have our own TI-approved website, AccreditedSpeakers.com. That's AccreditedSpeakers.com. And then if they want to learn more about me, they can find me at www.ideaman.net. That's ideaman.net. Bob Huey, it's been enlightening and an absolute pleasure. Thanks for being on the program today. Pleasure's mine, my friend. Hi, this is Bo Bennett, host of the Toastmasters podcast. Back in 2004, I wrote the book Year to Success, the most complete and practical book on success ever written. Thanks to today's technology, I've turned the book into an online course. Here's the best part. The course is 100% free. Enroll at yeartosuccess.com and work on one personal development idea each day for the next eight months or so. That address is yeartosuccess.com. See you there.